Hi everybody, my name is Landon and this is episode 113 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, aka B, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain Claiborne. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa! whoa Careful that lightsaber, whoa. brother. Careful. Didn't you go through basic training for lightsaber? Uh oh. Jeez. Here we go. Uh oh. Just cause the Empire struck. That's why everybody starts looking around like. Uh oh. I mean, He's coming. Hey, you He's walking in. You know what we learned? What's that? We learned that Darth Vader's a Democrat. Uh-oh. Yeah. And not only that, you know what else we learned? Tell us. He took his helmet off. You know what we found out? Okay. He's Chinese. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Like, stop swinging <laughs> that lightsaber around like that. Man. Careful. Oh, man. Jeez, didn't this guy back through basic training? I mean, the Imperial Guard, man. It's... So is it going to be known as Chinese? Where's, 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 where's the Imperial Guard drill sergeant? <laughs> they, they just got how to use a lightsaber. What were you going to say, brother? It's gonna, it's gonna, so we're going to know it as Chinese Wars. <laughs> Chinese Wars? Yeah. Well, so I fig- Here's what I'm trying to figure out, and I can't quite figure this out. Okay. Do I learn Mandarin or do I learn Cantonese? Which dialect of Chinese oh, am I supposed man. to learn? You know what? Maybe, maybe the Biden administration will let us know. Once it's fully implemented, they'll let us know exactly they'll what we're to learn. Right? Okay. Well, fortunately, we have Rosetta Stone. What's some of those other apps there we you can go. learn? Hey, from, that, that, those you know? translation apps, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Well, right? I figured since we're going to be the United States of China now, we might as well learn some Chinese wisdom. What do you think? Hey, you know what? I think so. Let's bring it. Let's so. bring it up. Let's do that. Uh, let me get. Well, I don't want that because uh, that's an advertisement. <laughs> 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 All right, here's some Chinese wisdom. The scissors cut the paper. Hmm. Mm, the okay. paper covers the rock. Mm-hmm. The rock crushes the scissors. Is not playing a child's game a waste of time? Yeah, that's what I figured. In games, children yeah. teach sometimes more than books. Hmm. Instruct an old man and yourself. Rock crushes scissors. <laughs> look beyond the game as you look beneath the surface of the pool to see its depths. Hmm. Gotta look beyond the game, brother. I see that. I see that. And each in turn conquers the other. There is no stronger or weaker. Huh. This no is the harmony of nature. A waste of time. I will treasure this lesson, Master. I have three treasures which I hold and keep. The first is mercy, for from mercy comes courage. The second is frugality, from which comes generosity to others. The third is humility, for from it comes leadership. Hmm. Oh, look at that. Strange wow. treasures. Mm-hmm. How shall I hold them and keep 
No, Grasshopper, not in memory. Grasshopper. But in your deeds. Well, there's some Chinese wisdom for you. The only problem is it's not modern Chinese wisdom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How that's old, old is that, brother? Wisdom. I was going to say, how old that's, is that? That's uh, from 1970s. That's a Kung Fu series mm, by David Carradine. Oh, Carradine, uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. That's one of my favorite series growing up. <clears throat> mm-hmm. At any rate, um, yeah, there's a little bit of... Now, you know, that's out of Taoism. The religion yes. of Taoism. Right. But, but, but... Truth is truth, wherever you find it. Mm-hmm. And there's some truth in that statement. Oh, yeah. You know, for sure. We're going to look some, at that. Uh, there's some wisdom in, the in there, right? There is. We're going to look at that later in the podcast. So I know everybody is reeling from, <laughs> from January the 6th, 2021. It's, uh, everybody's making it seem like it's been the worst time in the United States of America, bro. I mean, it's like these people rioted, you know, the Capitol, and that's it. I mean, are we going to see it in the history books in the next 10, 15 years as part of history? <laughs> has, has everybody forgotten the War of 1812? <laughs> Pretty much, bro. Yep, yep. What it's, happened it, with the White House in 1812, bro? Mm-hmm. I got destroyed. <laughs> they, 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 the, the British burned it down. I destroyed. It didn't even exist. <laughs> I guess the nation just should have ended right yeah, the then. The one we there, have right? now was re- was rebuilt. <laughs> it was rebuilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, come on, folks. Oh man. Yeah, just uh, you know, I'm, geez, I'm sounding like Biden now. Come on, folks. <laughs> but anyway, you know, no, the, the life has not ended. They have nobody has thre- dethroned Christ off of his throne. Nobody's killed God. Wait, what? 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 What you say right now? N- nobody about- dethroned Christ. Oh uh, wait. Are you listening, Christian? You know, with uh, uh, quotation marks, Christ has not been dethroned. So no, sorry, I had no, to make I, a pause there, bro, because a lot of us Christians were thinking it's the end of the world because they have dethroned Christ, basically, because you know Trump was almost like Jesus Christ. Right? We're going to talk about <laughs> uh, why uh, there's been such a horrible messed up response from Christendom in the United States mm-hmm. to this whole situation. And we, we'll see if we can't correct that in this podcast. Uh, but, you know, how many people are going to listen to us? I don't know. Exactly. You know, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And how long is it going to be before the Chinese shut us off? <laughs> well, now, now with the changes coming, you know, <laughs> yeah, we're a lot faster, a lot sooner than we thought. Right. Have you ordered your Chinese flag yet, brother? I'm just wondering. <laughs> you know what? I'm modifying the American flag so what, to what? include the Chinese red colors and the yellow. Okay. And, you right, know, I got you, got Instead you. of the stars, it's going to be instead the actual... Instead of the bl- uh, thin blue line, it'll be the thin Chinese line or yes. the hammer sickle line or yeah. something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Most yeah. <laughs> I can't figure out which... So should when I get my new hat, you know... Uh, should I put like uh, a Chinese star on it, or should I put the hammer and sickle on it? And it should be should it be black with a red symbol, mm-hmm. or should it be red with a black symbol? See, these are the, all these questions. I don't know. I don't we know need some to, answers. Come on. I don't you know? know how to you know answer this, these questions. The empire's coming. And the empire's yeah, coming. Yeah, I gotta. I mean, when the, yeah, when the any instructions man. when the emperor shows up, I gotta be ready. You know. <laughs> And you need to practice with that lightsaber. You almost hit me uh, twice I'm with that. I'm sorry, thing. bro. I just, you know, <laughs> I, I lose my sanctification every once in a while. So yeah. I kind of go off the rails, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, 
Yes, well, brother, folks. tell us the last 48 hours. Uh, what have you uh, been watching? Because I know, uh, you know, you've been nursing at home because, I've been you know, coughing you've been... and hacking and so. <laughs> like I'm doing now. No, I'm getting over COVID-19. What? So, you had COVID, bro? I, I'm getting over the Chinese That's communist it. Pa- parties And you're not virus. dead? Why? I guess, I guess the Chinese had mercy on me. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> man. I was here with I you. Mean, here I am. I'm, I'm in a risk age, in a risk <laughs> category, because I have a pre-existing condition that's pretty serious. Yeah, right. And, you know, people with that condition typically go into the hospital in serious condition with COVID mm-hmm. uh, or CCP virus, however you want to say it. And uh, <clears throat> I survived it, but I had, I, I'm going to have to give kudos to the University of California, San Diego. Oh, nice. Medical Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they did a phenomenal job. Uh, because I was in a category where I'm affiliated with, with UCSD mm-hmm. and um, I'm in that risk category mm-hmm. and I'm at the right age. Right. And it was I, they caught it within five days. Mm-hmm. I was able to get that same treatment that President Trump got when, when he got COVID. No, that, there you go. That medicine cocktail yeah. that they give, um, I received that, and we did good. What do you, what do you see, brother? Your buddy gopher friend. Oh, right the gopher's here. back. Oh, still going at it. Sorry, <laughs> folks. Uh, I need Bill Murray out here with Caddyshack. Or, or maybe, hey, <laughs> maybe they're spying on us. They, they're using the gopher <laughs> to spy on us. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that guy went away. He, he dug a hole before in the backyard here. Down now he's back again. He's back, bro. He was making all that fuss back then. So anyway, I don't care. That's that's an easement. That's that's the and E's problem, not mine. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so anyway, so, uh, so yeah, I survived that. So I'm 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 still getting over the last little remnants of it. But mm-hmm. I'm off of uh, restriction. I'm off of uh, quarantine now. Oh man! So we don't have to do remote podcast anymore we can do it in person now so i'm not i'm not a danger to anyone so that's good um, see what i do folks i risk my life i just you know i risk yep, my life yeah just learn how to use that <laughs> lightsaber bro <laughs> praise the lord glad to hear you get it much yep. better uh praise yep. the lord that uh you know he's healing you completely thank you i appreciate um, it but well, yeah tell us so we far have lot, we have a lot to talk about so go ahead yeah go no way. no i was gonna say jump right into i mean so far what have you seen in the last 48 hours i know you've been pretty you've had time to look into what's taking place i mean as you can see the capital was rioted you know there's all kinds of different uh you know, perspective in regards to that, from the media to people that were actually there to everybody speculating and making assumptions and uh, accusing the president that he actually is the one that started that, that he encouraged it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good place. To, to start. him being impeached now, they want to impeach and tell us a little bit about that. Fill us in, and we get the folks, you know, to hear your thoughts on that. And then I have a few questions in regards to some of our. Christian leaders that are coming out of the woodwork. I'll save that one for when you ask it. All right. Um, number one, based upon facial recognition technology and uh, long, uh, uh, full years of investigation into Antifa and mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter, and based upon some of the people they arrested, mm-hmm. it has been conclusive mm-hmm. that vast majority of the people breaking into the Capitol building were not Trump supporters. 
they were Antifa. As a matter of fact, there is video of Trump supporters trying to stop them. There's one video of Trump supporters pushing the police back and then standing in front of the police to protect the police. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, this this police officer looked like uh, David versus Goliath with this Trump <laughs> supporter. It's one Trump yeah, supporter. I was yeah. watching the video. I was, I was, it was hilarious. The, the, you know, the police officer standing there trying to hold his ground with his baton, his side-handled baton, right? And his, this, like, seven-foot, you know, 300 muscle-bound Trump supporter walks over, and he just gently shoves the police officer back a little bit and goes and stands in front of the police officer facing the Antifa guys uh-huh. and looks at him like, what are you going to do? <laughs> he's like, he's, yeah. he's like I, I got you. I'll take care of you, officer. He turns around and he's, he's, he starts to face the Antifa guys to take them on to, to stop them. Yeah. You know? There's another one where um, there's a... You know, they brought hammers. They brought backpacks with hammers and sick. You know, the the, the instrument to break the windows and stuff. They had walkie talkies. They were talking with each other. I mean, this is all. There's videos all over the place of of Trump supporters uh, filming this, talking about it. Oh, these guys are Antifa over here. They got you know, they're talking and walkie talkies, yeah. and uh, and the one guy was trying to break a window in the Capitol building. And somebody was yelling, Antifa, Antifa, stop him, stop him. Mm. And they grabbed that guy and pulled him off and because they didn't want that to happen, yeah. you know. They pulled him off and, and stopped him from breaking the window. And then he tried to get back up there again. There was a big guy that pulled him off. Yeah. And then they tried to go back up again, and two female Trump supporters jumped on him and pulled him off a second time. You Antifa wimp, you couldn't handle two females. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so so and there's video, and I I you know I'm a big supporter of law enforcement. Mm-hmm. You know I I will defend law enforcement till the cows come home, as long as they're doing the right thing. But there I, I have to give you this one. There are videos of Capitol Police opening doors for the protesters, these these people that came in and trashed the Capitol building, and let them in. And they're mm-hmm. walking right past these Capitol Police guys as they're standing off on the side and watching them walk in. Yeah. Now, we're not much for conspiracy theorists. You know? It's on video. Yeah, but do you think uh, there was a little bit of an inside job there? Oh, there had to be. You know? And it wasn't Trump. No, no, of course not. It, you know, it wasn't Trump. Trump did not incite anything. Look, folks, you can take this podcast, for example, or my YouTube channel, and you can take anything that we say, and you can twist it. You can take it out of context, mm-hmm. and you can make it mean anything you want it to mean. And you could say, you could say that the beef and I have incited riots. Yes. Based upon things we've said in our podcast when we have never done that. Mm-hmm. But it could be used against us to say that we did, and that's exactly what they did with Trump. They're they're falsely accusing him, and they're attacking him. What are they afraid of? Yeah, what's going on with them? Either they're afraid of something, mm-hmm. or they're just vicious, evil, mean, nasty people who are out for vengeance, and they just they can't wait twelve days to get it. Yeah, right. They want it now. And how do we know that? Well, I'll I'll read you something. 
This is out of uh, the Epoch Times. Okay. It says, welcome to West China. I call it the United States of China, but mm-hmm. you know, West China, that'll work. Did you ever wonder what it's like to live in a one-party state? Well, one or no more, you're living in one. The major means of communication in today's terms that means social media have now been taken over completely by the left. Mm. Not only has Donald Trump, still the President of the United States, been permanently banned from Twitter, with no good reason, folks. It's rapidly growing. Open to all uh, substitute parlor has almost com- simultaneously been deplatformed by Google. So Parler's been banned by Google. Yeah. And and Android and iPhone. Mm-hmm. iPhone's close to it. They're not they said they gave them till today right. to conform to what they want them to do. Yeah. To censor conservatives, to censor any 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 kind of speech like we're going to have on this podcast mm-hmm. today has to be censored because it does not go uh, it's contrary to the Chinese Communist Party narrative, okay? Anything that's contrary to the Chinese, Chinese Communist Party narrative, I can't say it, um, must be censored. Mm. This is what they're saying. Yeah. So they're going after Parler. Are they going after Facebook? Nope. YouTube? No. Nope. nope. Twitter? Nope. No. They're going after Parler. I'm sure MeWe is going to be next. That's kind of like MeWe, the Facebook yeah. I just signed of, up for MeWe. Yeah, probably. I did too. So, But so. anyway... Um, so, how do they get the control of the of the information flow? They ban entire corporations off of Google, off of Android, off mm-hmm. of iPhone. So, uh, you can't get their app for Android anymore. Apple threatens to be next, demanding Parler kowtow by Saturday to cupertino's vision of what the world should be mm. i suppose that's a social justice politically correct totalitarianism left led by left-leaning or so they want us to believe tech billionaires sound chinese <laughs> yeah it does to me yeah uh, more than a bit think this was planned just the other day i wrote of the false flag left-wing provocators Mm. behind the mayhem in the Capitol. Many in high places poo-pooed what I and others were saying. I wasn't too sure of it myself. Mm. But let's review what's happened since. Josh Howley's forthcoming book on big tech, no less, is canceled by Simon & Schuster. Mm. Senator, Senator Howley had been among the most outspoken about investigating the possibility of election fraud. Twitter permanently blocks General Flynn. Now, what in the heck did General Flynn do? Yeah. He hasn't said anything. I guess they didn't think he has had enough already. Mm. All right. I keep forgetting to turn that thing off. (laughs) (laughs) Twitter permanently blocks Lynn Wood, Mm. uh, the well-known attorney working to unmask possible fraud, ditto for the courageous Sidney Powell, who, by the way, is being sued by Dominion for billions of dollars. Yeah. And I'm happy because I think they just made a huge mistake because she does have the goods on them. Mm, mm. Uh, thank you, Dominion. Yeah. I hope it's a jury trial. Yep. And oh, yeah. I, I hope it turns tail on you. Gee. All right. Now, <clears throat> now. <clears throat> Not to be outdone, 
Facebook blocks President Trump's account. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that the evil uh, rebel leader, you know, who's going to go into hiding in the rebel mm-hmm. base as the right. empire searches for him with the Death Star, right? right? Not sure who was first, Facebook or Twitter. Not that it matters. More insidiously, Facebook starts to delete groups or forums of people who publicly stepped uh, stepped away from the Democrat Party because of its scandals. Elsewhere, it's revealed that Facebook banned accounts at the behest of Hunter Biden. Mm. Now, there's a lot on Hunter Biden. I'm reading a book called Secret Empires by Peter Schweitzer, Mm -hmm. and he talks about uh, corruption in the government. He Mm. talks about how they take bribes Mm. and they get away with it. Yeah, and Hunter, there's a whole section on Hunter Biden, Biden, the Biden family in the book. Everybody needs to get that Secret Empires by Peter Schweitzer and read it. Uh, <clears throat> now, YouTube announces it will no longer distribute videos investigating election fraud, and that produces uh, that producers of such videos will be get this word punished if they do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to talk yeah. about. The um, vanity of social media in just a moment. Punished. Whatever. All this in a couple of days. The excuse being, in almost all cases, that the conservatives involved were instigating violence. The outrage that occurred at the Capitol. Now, these are the same people running around saying silence is violence. Mm -hmm. And if you're white... Anything you say is violence. Yep, if, if you have a microaggression, that's violence against us. Mm. Uh, these people are insane, folks. They're crazy. They're nuts. Yeah. They're not mentally stable. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Now, and, and I'm reading a book right now called uh, Social Justice is Not Biblical Justice. And I finished John Harris's book on Social Justice Goes to Church. It's a great book. Everybody needs to get mm, it and read good it. Good stuff. Now, we'll continue. We're almost done. So, YouTube announces we're no longer distributing videos. We, we did that. Okay. All this in a couple of days. The excuse being, in almost all cases, that the conservatives involved were investigating were instigating violence, the outrage that occurred at the Capitol. This from the people who ignored exponentially more violence and destruction for months all across urban America. If it's on the right, it's, it's, we call out the violence. If it's on the left, it doesn't matter how violent it is, it's a peaceful protest, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, I mean, come on. This is so clear, right? This is so since since a strategy here or a plan, he says, I know I'm one of those cons- I'm one of those conspiracy mongers. Mm. Everything has been debunked. Indeed, it was debunked before it happened. Only I'm not a conspiracy monger, my friends. I'm one of those guys who is perfectly willing to admit it was Lee Harvey Oswald working alone from the Texas School Book Depository. I'm the opposite. I'm an Occam's razor guy. Mm. The simplest explanation is the best explanation. Mm. It's Occam's razor. What you see is what you get. And Occam's razor tells me the United States is turning into a near clone of the People's Republic of China. Mm. That's not communism in the traditional sense. This is an important, important 
very important point that he makes here. Karl Marx wouldn't recognize it. Not that what he had on offer was any better. For China, the word communism is a kind of paleo-virtue signaling. Mm. What China actually is, and where the United States is headed or has already arrived, is a form of oligarchic fascism. Oligarchic fascism. The capitalist market's fine as long as it's my capitalist market and you're a member of my party. Communist Party, Democrat Party, what difference does it make? As long as it's one party and we're in charge, the state uber alleys. Hmm. So forget about personal liberty and free expression and brush up your social credit score. Learn to be obedient, obedient if you wish to survive. And above all, don't say anything critical or even slightly controversial on social media or you're a dead person. Yeah. <laughs> or right. might as well be because you'll be canceled. Cancel culture. Right. It's right, right out of China. Mm-hmm. So be careful. Nah, I'm not going to be careful. Don't be worried uh, about erasing or deleting this article because it probably won't be here tomorrow. Just kidding. I think. Well, Either that or stand up and fight the new power. As somebody once said, what do you have to lose? And that's an article in the Epoch Times by um, Roger L. Simmon, uh, January the 8th, 2021. Welcome to West China. So I think he pretty – I, I, yeah. I used, used that because he really kind of said it all. Mm. He, he really put, laid it out there really well as to what's happening and what's going on. Yep. <clears throat> You know, uh, he said it better than I could have said it. That was really good, actually. Yep. No, he did. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of value in what he said. A mm-hmm. lot of it. Um, exactly. Now, looking forward, brother. I mean, obviously, uh, President-elect uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, you know, will be president and vice president. Yes. After the twentieth. Yes. Um, yeah, and, and let me say this. Uh huh. Go ahead. There's not going to be any Insurrection Act. There's not going to be any martial law. There's not going to be any military (laughs) coup. I know the conspiracy theories are out there. Forget all that stuff, folks. None of that stuff's going to happen. So go ahead. But in spite of that, Jesus Christ is still on the right side of his father. Yes. Standing in the stone. Yes. And guess what? As Christians, that's where our faith and trust is. Right. I mean, we have been saying it since... Trump was elected president. Right. And we're going to talk about what that means in a practical sense. Okay, I like that. Here in just a, in I like just, that. Just a little bit. I mean, that's a great general principle for Christians. But let's get it, we'll get it down to brass knuckles here in just okay. a little bit. Well, let's go. Do you want to go on the route of questions? And Yes, let's continue. Okay, so obviously one of my questions will be in regards to some of the Christian leaders, you know, that have been involved All right. somewhat politics. So we'll start with Russell Moore. The prominent theologian and president of the Southern Baptist Convention. (laughs) I love his reaction. (laughs) Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. (laughs) Yeah. That's a mouthful, bro. Did you see that? I think my COVID's coming back, brother. (laughs) I feel nauseous in my stomach. I like how the Christian Post. Yeah, yeah. The Christian Post. Did you say Russell Moore? Russell Moore. Sorry. Sorry, bro. I know it's a little nauseating, but. It's nauseating. Yeah, that COVID is coming back. Go ahead. But the oh. Christian pose it. A prominent, <laughs> let's see, prominent theologian, 
president of the Southern Baptist Convention, Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. That's a mouthful. Say that ten times straight. Okay, you say that again. I, I didn't get all that. <laughs> It's Russell Moore, comma, a prominent theologian and president of the Southern Baptist Convention's Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. Oh, oh, good night. I'm I sick know, to my stomach know, now. <laughs> Has well, called on I knew, president. I knew I shouldn't have had that yeah. spaghetti earlier. <laughs> it's coming back up. <laughs> Go ahead. He has called on President Trump. To resign from office after some of his supporters stormed the U.S. Capitol building on Wednesday. And okay, we'll give him a little bit of that. You know, yes, some of the supporters got entangled with the emotion running high. And they ran in, right? When when you're in a big crowd like that, confusion can occur. And especially... When you're look, watching the Capitol Police open the doors and let people in, you're going, oh, they're letting this in. Okay, so you walk in with them. Yeah, and in between you all those no people, idea. there's people that are a little emotionally unstable or they're easily swayed to go a certain direction. They're just going to go with it. <laughs> Antifa is the terrorist arm of the um, people who are currently in power or about to be in power on January the 20th uh, of our nation. Okay, we'll just put it that way. They're useful idiots. And when, you know, the p- people who are in power are done with Antifa, mm-hmm. they'll do what every good communist does. They'll throw them under the bus. Oh, yeah, of course. What, what did Castro do when he came into power in hmm. Cuba in the early 1960s? Exactly. The first thing he did was es- execute his right-hand man. That's right. Folks, pay attention to that. Why would he do that? I mean, this was his most ardent supporter. Mm-hmm. And he executed him. Why? Because he was a threat to Castro's power. Mm-hmm. That's why. He, knew, he had all the inside information on Castro. He had all the goods on Castro. And even though he was very, very faithful to Castro and probably would not have turned against him, but then again, you never know how circumstances can cause things to happen. Yeah. Castro, being smart said, I have to get rid of him yeah. because he's got all he the goods on me. He was a, he's a threat to me. Yeah. Even though he's my closest ally, I have to execute him. So Antifa, what do you think the powers to be are going to do to you when they're done with you? When they don't need you anymore to bring in the revolution, mm-hmm. what do you think they're going to do to you? You're going to be executed before the the conservatives are. Yeah. You know, oh, but yeah. people don't know this. So yeah. we might as well give them fair warning. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people not even. Okay, so more responded to Donald Trump's last tweet uh, on Twitter before he got uh, banned from it. You know, and this is the tweet where Trump acknowledged that uh, Joe Biden was a president-elect, mm-hmm. you know, and well, uh, I mean, after elect- his efforts, you know, the, the to challenge... Ill- the illegitimate electoral vote. Exactly, and that's what he does. He acknowledges, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, uh, he acknowledges that, okay, he won, but he also says he won uh, he fraudulently, and, you know, his sure. efforts to uh, take those, those his fraud college, allegations didn't, you know... That, those electoral college... Votes were not sent by the state legislators. Oh no, of course which not. is what constitutionally was supposed to happen. Yeah, they were sent by the insurgents in uh, those state governments, the state, uh, the governors, and the uh, secretary of states. 
who yeah. were not authorized under the Constitution to send right. electors to Washington. Right. So the whole, just that alone is enough to say that this is a fraudulent election. Yeah. And this is uh, an illegitimate uh, administration. Mm-hmm. Right. No, but yeah. I'm going to talk about how we are supposed to respond regardless right. in a moment. I'm glad you are because, yeah. you know, we yeah. got now... And people are bringing this up, you know, like the people when Trump was first elected, they were like, oh, not my president. Well, now this side is like Biden, not my president. You know, and now people are like virtual signaling. Now you're doing it. Why are you doing it? You know, stuff like that. We can say that, but he's going to be running the countries, folks. Just just resign yourself to the fact that Biden is going to be the president. Exactly. So anyway, this was uh, Trump's tweet. Uh, the oh. 75,000 great American patriots who voted for me, 75,000, 75 million, sorry about that, uh, who voted for me, America first, and make, a great, make America great again, will have a giant voice long into the future. That is they true. They will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape, or form, Trump wrote. Well, they will be, but they're going to fight back. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Mm-hmm. Mr. Uh, Moore said, Mr. President, uh, people are dead. In response to Trump's tweet. And I quote, The Capitol is ransacked. There are 12 dangerous days for our country left. Could you please step down and let our country heal? <laughs> heal of what? <laughs> are, we uh, really, are we really concerned with what Moore has to say? The man's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Do we care yeah. what he has to say? Really? Yeah. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. Uh, it says, following a peaceful <laughs> rally and protest attended by thousands, tens of thousands of Trump supporters in Washington, D.C. On Wednesday, Trump urged his supporters to rally outside the Capitol. Five, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Five people died after hundreds broke through the barricades and stormed the Capitol building. Police shot and killed an unarmed woman as she attempted to climb into the House chamber. And it was at the, I believe that was the one from San Diego, no? Yes. The one shot, yeah? Yes. Uh, three others died from health emergencies and U.S. Capitol Police officer and a U.S. Police Capitol officer died Thursday after he they suffered said, injuries. They said of his injuries, so yeah. I don't know what injuries he had that right. he died from. Yeah, they don't, I don't think they yeah. specify. So he was yeah. a, uh, he joined the force in 08 and was an Iraq war veteran. Uh, Moore elaborated on his call for the president to step down during a Zoom webinar hosted by the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission called Chaos at the Capitol. <laughs> what I'd like to do is to appeal to the president's sense of responsibility, he said. We have differences in this country over the president. I have differences with a lot of my fellow evangelicals about the president's character. We can have those disagreements, we can have those arguments, and we can live with one another and understand one another and not seek to change one another on those things. I have, con- I have concerns about Moore's character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, this is a moment <laughs> where the entire country is waiting to see what is going to happen next. It is very dangerous. It's a very dangerous sort of time. Moore also condemned the mobs of people who shouted traitor at Senator Lindsey Graham. Uh, at the Reagan National Airport, and the threats against Vice President Mike Pence for carrying out his constitutional duties and not objecting to the certification of electoral votes for the 2020 presidential election. Uh, there's more to it, but I mean, it kind of gives you the gist of So uh, this what is he... the knee-jerk reaction, the unjust, unrighteous, unbiblical knee-jerk reaction of a leader in the Southern Baptist Convention who calls himself 
a pastor of ethics, or he's the ethics leader, right? Yeah. What a joke. <laughs> and and he's knee-jerk reacting to this thing before he knows all the facts, before he knows ac- what actually happened. And yeah. this is the same thing they've done with every police shooting over the last four years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've knee-jerk reaction, and he's speaking, folks, from a social justice world view. The man is unbiblical. He's a member of the social justice cult. He has denied and defied scripture, mm-hmm. and he should not be in the position he's in. He's not fit to be in that position. He's not, he doesn't qualify to be a pastor. He doesn't meet the qualifications in Titus and 1 Timothy for the pastorate. The man has his own character problems and issues, and he needs to be called out to mm-hmm. repent of his evil horrible social justice cult, his idolatry, and come back to Christ because he walked away from Christ. He speaks as if he speaks for Christ, and he doesn't. Mm. So this is a knee-jerk reaction, and it is ungodly, it's unbiblical, it's unrighteous, and I'm calling him out on that. I can't remember his first name. Moore. Russell. Russell Moore. Mm -hmm. Michael Moore's in my head. Um, Russell Moore, I'm calling you out, and you need to repent of this evil that you're doing. You are trying to push the Southern Baptist Convention in a very evil uh, direction toward communist socialism, Mm. and you're trying to push them away from Scripture toward a false social justice cult religion that is idolatry and god is going to judge you mr moore for what you are doing and that's what my response to that other than that you don't have an opinion right no i'm pretty calm about it (laughs) all right so that's one uh uh prominent uh leader in evangelical prominent I'm losing that word loosely. I, I don't, I'm just repeating what the article says. You know what? I, I mentioned to the to the beef before the podcast. I said, you know what? I said I don't follow any of these so-called Christian evangelical leaders because mm. I think they're all garbage. So go ahead. Let's go mm. move on to Franklin Graham, referring to President Donald Trump's speech calling for healing and reconciliation, and that was Trump calling for healing and reconciliation. Okay. Evangelist Franklin Graham urged the commander-in-chief to invite President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris and their spouses to the White House to begin the healing and preparation for a smooth transition. Uh, Graham said, thank you, President Donald J. Trump, for your conciliatory words to the nation last night. Uh, I hope you will quickly invite President-elect Joe Biden, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, and their spouses to the White House for a meeting to begin the healing and preparation for a smooth transition. Graham added, we are praying for you, Vice President Mike Pence, uh, President-elect Biden, Vice President-elect Harris, and other leaders in Washington. Uh, So soon after Graham's message, Trump said he wouldn't be attending Biden's inauguration. And I quote, to all of those who have asked, I will not be going to the inauguration on January 20th, which a lot of people have an issue with. So in a two-minute video message posted on Twitter on on Thursday, Trump said, tempers must be cooled and calm restored. 
And then it says, this moment calls for healing and reconciliation. The year 2020 has been a challenging time for our people. A menacing pandemic has upended the life of our citizens, isolated millions in their homes, damaged our economy, and claimed countless lives. Defeating this pandemic and rebuilding the greatest economy on earth will require all of us working together. It will require a renewed emphasis on the civic values of patriotism, faith, charity, community, and family. We must revitalize the sacred bonds of love and loyalty that binds us together as one national family. Uh, so Graham wrote, the division in our country is as great as any time since the Civil War. I am calling on Christians to unite our hearts together in prayer for President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris and for the leadership in both parties. Pray that everyone will stop the finger-pointing and realize that both parties bear responsibility for the problems we face today. Pray that they will come together and work together for the good of all of the American people. Period. I have a problem with that statement. And the reason why, brother, it's not one side or the other. You know whose problem this has been? The church's problem. How come Franklin Graham is not bringing that up to the attention of uh, the Christian? Read that statement, that last part again, so that people can kind of get a reference to what you were just referring to. Uh, this? Oh, that was President Trump. Oh, here we go. Uh, Graham said, he wrote, The division in our country is as great as any time since the Civil War. I am calling on Christians to unite our hearts together in prayer for President-elect Joe Biden, uh, Vice President-elect Kamala yeah, Harris. I have no problem. I have no problem. Yeah, that's part. not bad. That's yeah, fine. Uh, Leadership both parties. Pray that everyone mm -hmm. will stop the finger pointing and realize that both parties bear responsibility for the problems we face today. Pray that, I see. See that? Pray yeah, that they yeah. will come together and work together for the good of all the American people. It, now, was, it was such an important point you just made. I want to make sure we reiterated it, but go ahead. I was going to say, <clears throat> in that part, especially when he's calling upon Christians to do this, how are we to approach uh, and come together when the church has caused this problem to begin with? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think coming together is the solution or the answer. No. No. The Bible says, come out and be separate, saith the Lord. Right. Touch not the unclean thing. Right. So, let me begin with the Trump situation, okay. about the inauguration. I agree with Trump. Trump, in his conviction, he has a core conviction against corruption. We all know that because yes. of the last four years of his presence. Mm -hmm. But we're going to tell Trump now, um, regardless of your conviction against co corruption, we want you to go to the inauguration and endorse corruption. That is stupid. Mm. This, also, we want to invite those who are corrupt yeah. to come into the White House and, and you guys can talk about things. No. Sorry. Walk in the White House and figure it out. Because you stabbed 80 million Americans in the back. You are doing the bidding of a foreign power. Mm -hmm. You're an insurgent walking into the White House. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, I mean, they're doing the bidding of the Chinese Communist Party. And I'm, I'm going to 
talk about that out of Secret Empires here, how that ha- how that works. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to read a portion. Of this. Okay. Uh, in your right, the church is part of the problem, mm-hmm. and I'm going to talk about that in a moment. We're going to Good. get into the church in just Good. a moment. The church is part of the problem because I don't think, and brother, I don't think people <clears throat> Christians. You know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that call themselves Christians. Uh, well, I'll change it to true regenerated Christians that understand doctrine and theology mm-hmm. that are still stuck in the political realm without acknowledging that the church has been the issue for so many years because we have allowed the world's the world view of the world obviously right. to you know come into our churches why because <clears throat> what do you want to hear how should we why are we asking the world the non-believers how we should carry our you know services how we should approach our our sermon preaching yeah yeah it's a man-centered very much so. worship worship service a man-centered gospel it's a man-centered everything right and so we we don't have church anymore. We have Christian concerts. Yes. We, you know, we don't have church anymore. We have uh, motivational speaking sideshows, stage shows. You yeah. know. Right. Uh, we don't have church anymore. We have uh, big parties inside buildings. Right. Right. Uh, those things are not church. You know, there's this. There has been this. Uh, Rebellion against Orthodox historic Christian, you know, Christianity, and not only in doctrine but also in in form and function in ecclesiastical how the church functions. Mm-hmm. Um, most Christians don't even have a clue what a church is anymore. They don't know what a church is. Yeah, and the reformers really nailed it down so well for us concerning what a church is. You know, it has biblical leadership. They have the the uh, ordinances. They have the Lord's Supper and they have baptism. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and those things are not for salvation, but right. they are they are an outward symbol to remind us of the sacrifice of Christ and to remind us of the work of the Holy Spirit within us. That's what baptism is for. Mm-hmm. It's to remind us of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The yeah. one true baptism is the baptism of the Holy Spirit at the point of salvation that brings us redemption. That's the one true baptism. And, right. the, and the, uh, the Lord's Supper is so important as a symbology of the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. Hmm. Don't have that. You don't have a church. Okay? And, it, and then you have... Um, you know, you have to have sound preaching. The Paul, Paul, Apostle Paul said that it was the, by the foolishness of preaching mm-hmm. that God chose to bring bring the gospel to the world. Yeah. And he said that the weak things of the world would confound the wise. Mm. And so that is a church. If you don't have good, solid preaching... You don't have a church. No. If all you go in is have, have a five-minute sermonette and a big concert, that's not church. <laughs> if you go in and, and, and you have a motivational speaker stand up there and tell stories for an hour and, you know, and try to woo and impress the audience with his oratory skills, yeah. that's not a church. We have lost our way. Yeah. And 
being vengeful against your political enemies is not a, is not being a good Christian, not being a church. I'm gonna talk about that's really I'm gonna focus on that. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. definitely want it. Yeah, yeah. I want you. I was gonna say, you know who's the luckiest in all this though? Or I shouldn't say the lucky, that's the wrong word is. You know who was shown grace and mercy to in all this? Who's that? All these false prophets that prophesied that Trump would win. Oh, I, oh, I know. And 20, well, they were, they 20, were, they, they were totally devastated. They were they? coming from the woodworks asking for forgiveness. They're, they are. God showed great. If they don't, I mean, this is how much I see, I need to. I would like for some of them to, you know, the, the, hopefully the Holy Spirit comes in and illuminate scripture to them right. and they can see God's grace and mercy towards them because if we were living in all Levitical times brother what would have happened right. to those jokers right they would have been stoned to death to death <clears throat> right literally right you predicted wrong buddy you're yep. fortune telling now you're you're right right I, I don't know. I had you to did. throw that in there. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's one of your pet peeves. I know. Oh, I yeah. can't stand there, bro. So, yeah, that, I wasn't even going to mention that, but yeah, that's true. What you said is true. And I, so that's I, whom was shown more grace and mercy yeah. to. I I, think. I've got, I'm subscribed to a few that are more on the reasonable side. Yeah, and uh, they were stunned. <laughs> um, uh, the the uh, there's one uh, where the guy's really good, but his wife came in and he says, you know, God, I went and prayed and asked God what's going on, and God told me that Donald yeah. Trump's going to win and he's going to have a second term. I didn't see him for two days after that. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, they're like, yeah, we had to take a couple of days off That's and rough. really kind of assess this whole situation. <laughs> I go, yeah, you were wrong. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? my God. So anyway. So, but Sorry, okay. I, I just wanted to throw that in there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, anyways. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Uh, so how does corruption work in Washington now, brother? Mm. You can't do uh, like direct bribes and things like that because okay. right. um, you know you get caught. Yeah, that's that. pretty obvious. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty, pretty obvious stuff. Now the, the history of corruption <laughs> goes way back. And, okay, you know, remember when kings used to marry their daughters and sons? Oh yeah, right. Form right. alliances with other uh -huh. countries and all of that. Well, that it kind of begins with that whole mentality, but it, they don't do that anymore. Now it's mm. it's corporate deals. Mm. That corruption comes to sure. these international corporations, and if you have any illusion, folks, that uh, an American quote unquote corporation has any allegiance to America, just dump that right now. Mm. They have allegiance to whatever makes them money. Yeah, and they have allegiance to whichever country is most prominent in making them money. And right now, a lot of that's going to be China. Mm. And so, so you can just drop that idea now. So they they create alliances through families, but listen how they do it. This is out of Secret Empires. I'm gonna start with page ten. The alliance, the alliance of American political family members with foreign powers is a relatively new phenomena in the United States. Now, this mm. was written in 2018. Okay. Certainly, there have been occasional examples that were considered scandalous okay. behavior in the past. Billy Carter, brother of President Jimmy Carter, famously took money from the Libyans. Mm. President Bill Clinton's brother, Roger, took money from the South Koreans. Mm, President George W. Bush's brother, Neil, got a nice deal 
from a Chinese computer company backed by the son of the Chinese president. Mm, interesting. These alliances seem essentially ad hoc and haphazard, and the amounts of money small when compared to the alliances revealed in this book. Instead of hundreds of thousands of dollars, we are now seeing hundreds of millions of dollars involved in calculated unions mm. that exploit American political family ties. It is becoming more commonplace, more lucrative, and more systematic for the children of powerful American politicians to go into highly profitable business because people want to curry favor with their important parents. Mm. This is, after all, the way corruption often occurs in other countries. In almost every country, family ties are exploited for financial gain. In many parts of the world, the children of powerful political figures go into business and profit handsomely, not necessarily because they are good at business, but because people want to curry favor with their influential parents. Ah. In China, for, for example, hundreds of children of high-ranking Chinese Communist Party officials have gone into business over the decades. They thrive precisely because someone wants something from their powerful parents. They even have a term for them, the princelings. Wow. <laughs> As we will see, many of the deals discussed here involve Chinese state-owned companies doing deals with family members of Americans' most senior politicians. Mm. They're in the back pocket of China. Wow. China employs a strategy with other countries to make friends with foreign officials and politicians to advance their interest. This is why Twitter and YouTube and yeah. you know Facebook are shutting people down. Right. It's on orders from China. Uh. In Canada, the head of the Canadian Security Intelligence Service noted a few years ago how Chinese officials were cozying up to politicians to score favorable policies. Wow. A Canadian member of parliament went on national television and described how when his colleagues traveled to China, they were offered lucrative business deals by Chinese officials. Bribery. Hmm. China, of course, is not alone in doing this. As we will see, other countries employ this strategy as well. And they largely do it through the family members of politicians because that is the way such deals are done in their own countries. The problem, of course, is not commercial deals with China per se. I believe that business and trade relationships between America and Chinese firms are healthy. The problem is commercial and financial deals with Chinese government entities and the families of American politicians. It is hard not to see these sorts of deals as sophisticated payoffs or bribes. Mm. Hunter Biden is knee deep in that. Yeah. And so is the whole Biden family. There's a whole section in the book talking about it. Wow. So it details pretty much their <laughs> their their, their dealings and corruption. And you Jeez. you folks want Trump to go and endorse that? Yeah. At the inauguration? I don't think so. You're telling him to endorse corruption, folks. Think yeah. about what you're doing. Stop being such dumb sheep and start educating yourself. 
We what, need to really, right. really get a hold of this. Go ahead. I was going to say, what do you think of people that are calling for him? You know, and basically approaching it from, hey, you need to be above reproach and meek and wise and act Christ-like to where you, <laughs> you know. It, it has nothing to do with him going in and preaching the gospel or because he's going to preach the gospel to them. In, in other words, it's just basically do this so that it looks good on your end. In other words, that do you think they're using that as just another way of saying compromise your principles? In a way, yeah, I kind of see it like that. Yeah, compromise you know, your biblical. Take the principles. higher road. How about that? Compromise you know I mean? your biblical principles. Yeah. Give in. Yeah. Don't do what Christ wants you to do. Yeah. Don't do what's biblical. Yeah. Just get along with everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Because, I mean, the way you just read from the book, not only, you know, there's obviously the Bidens are not known to not being involved in all kinds of fraud and, you know, uh, schemes like this. And exactly. If he goes, I mean, that means you're okay, so I'm going with it. You're putting some sort of support into them, right? So as right. Christians, how can we do that? How can we support a president that right. is for killing, murdering, ba murdering babies? The Apostle Paul is our example here. Mm -hmm. The Apostle Paul was very uh, respectful mm -hmm. and courteous to the Caesars, right? Uh, to the officials that he faced, right? But he never compromised his principles. That's correct. But he did give the gospel to them. He did Amen. care for their soul. He cared for their soul. And there's the key. He did not condone their corruption. Mm -hmm. He did not comp compromise right. biblical principles in order to get along with them. Mm -hmm. He didn't get along with them. Right. But he did care for their soul. And that's really the crux of what I was going to talk about at the end of this podcast. I'm going to give a biblical passage on that. But that's the key, folks. We, we can care for the soul uh -huh. of... President Biden, of Vice President Harris, okay. of Hunter Biden, of their family, of Schumer and Pelosi and others, we can we can be respectful toward them. Right. We can be generous toward them. We can pray for them, and that's the key. Mm -hmm. We can pray for their the benefit of their soul. Right. Because they're they're in bad situation, folks. They're going to die and go into hell mm -hmm. under the eternal wrath of God if they don't come to Christ. Right. That should be our heart and our concern that they be saved, that Amen. they come to Christ and have salvation. Right. That's number one. Number two, we need to pray that God will get a hold of them and give them his wisdom in how they govern. Mm -hmm. Amen. And if you think that's beyond possibility, don't forget Nebuchadnezzar. Right. God turned the, mo the, 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 the most evil, the most draconian, most tyrannical person who ever lived on the face of this earth, who mm -hmm. was in the most powerful position ever given yeah. on this earth, and he turned that man around and turned him into a worshiper of Yahweh, a worshiper of God Almighty, and he gave praise to the God of heaven, and he gave grace to Israel. Amen. And he was the worst of the worst. Yeah. If God can turn Nebuchadnezzar around, he can turn Biden around. He can turn Harris around. He can mm -hmm. turn Pelosi around. He can turn Schumer around. Right. Yeah, they're evil. Yeah, they're out for themselves. Yeah, they're giddy. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're rubbing salt in our wounds. Yeah. Of course, that's who they right. are. But instead of us getting all hurt about it and all offended and all worked up about it, 
we need to mature a little bit and not, stop worrying about that stuff yeah. and start being concerned for their soul. They, look, I wanted to talk about this for just a moment. Bitterness and anger that like, they have toward us right now, the very hostile nature mm-hmm. they have toward us, yeah. that doesn't hurt us, it hurts them. That's right. It eats their soul up like a cancer from the inside. Right. Bitterness and anger and hostility rips your soul apart. Mm. It, it eats you up like a cancer. And they're, they're self-destructing. That is self-destructive to them. Mm. And we need to be concerned for their soul because yeah. they are committing a slow, spiritual, very painful suicide yeah. by all of that bitterness and anger and, and, and that d- destructive cancer that is eating their soul up from the inside. Yeah. That is damaging them. And we need to be concerned for their soul as a result. Amen. It doesn't matter how much they persecute us. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how heavy the persecution gets, how hostile they become toward us, if they try to shut our churches down. That doesn't matter. Here's what Christ had to say, and this is the last thing I had to do, and we'll, we'll, we'll continue on with questions right after this. Here's what Christ said about all that. This is Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 38. Mm. You have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I say unto you that ye resist not evil. But whosoever shall smite you on the right cheek, turn him to him the other also. Mm. And if any man will sue you at the law and take away your cloak, let him have uh, your coat, take away your coat, let him have your cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him two miles. Give to him that asks thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, mm-hmm. bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Mm. That ye may be children of your Father. We're not children of the Father. We don't do that. Which is in heaven. For he makes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. (laughs) For if ye love them which love you, what reward have you? Do you not even the publicans the same? Yeah. And if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so? But ye therefore be therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. So there's some right. ethics yeah. for you there, Russell Moore. You have you have <laughs> you, you don't have a clue about ethics. But, um, yeah, um, so what happens if you ever have a chance to meet President Biden or Vice President Harris mm-hmm. or Speaker of the House Pelosi yeah. or Senate Majority Leader Schumer or we're in California, Governor Newsom. Newsom, yeah. 
My suggestion is that the best thing we could do as a Christian, if we ever have the chance to actually have a short conversation <coughs> with them or meet them, because, mm-hmm. you know, people meet politicians. Sure. I would suggest this. Uh, Governor, would it be okay if I took a couple of minutes and prayed for you? Amen. And if he said yes, go ahead and pray for his soul and pray for his wisdom and leadership. People were willing to go pray for Trump in the White House. Can we not do the same for our incoming administration? Right. If he says no, be gracious. Okay, good. I understand you're, you're very busy. You have a very important job, a tough job. You know, you have a lot on your mind. You have a lot that you have to get done. I understand. Um, I'm just going to go and pray for you at my home because I know you have a very tough job. I know you have a difficult job. I know you have to make hard decisions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pray for God's blessings upon your decision-making, his guidance, his wisdom, his biblical wisdom guide you, and I'm going to pray for your soul. And walk away. You want to soften someone's heart who has a very hard, cold, stone-hard heart? Folks, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. We be gracious to our enemies. Pray for them. Mm. When, when communism took over Romania, um, there's a book, Tortured for Christ, and he talks about that. He was a pastor in Romania when the communists came, over, came in and took over. And he took that approach, and it was effective. Now, they mm. persecuted him, put him in yeah. prison, tortured him. And many of the pastors in the, in, in, in the country compromised with the communists so to save their own skin. And they compromised Christ. And they compromised the church. And they compromised scripture to get along with the communists. And many pastors in this country are going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But those who hold faithful, uh, Andrew Warmock paid a heavy price for his faithfulness to Christ in Romania. One day he was in his cell praying, and his tormentor walked by, and he said, your God is not going to save you from from my torture. And Andrew looked up at his tormentor and said, I wasn't praying for that. I was praying for you. And his tormentor was speechless. And he, he, you, he was cut to the very core of his soul with those words from Andrew. Yeah, that's and he, huge. And he turned and walked away. <clears throat> yeah, and the reason why that's huge, brother, is because biblically, for the Christian to die, whether it's quick death, slow-suffering death, jail, whatever, it's gain. Yes, it's complete gain. Yes. For the unrepentant heart, they're under condemnation. They're going to have to face the great white throne judgment of God, and that is not going to be a pretty day. Yeah. That's going to be a hard day for them. Yep. And we have temporary suffering. They have eternal suffering. Mm-hmm. Should we not care for their soul? 
As evil as they are, because remember, we were evil before Christ saved us. We need to care for their soul. Good stuff. That's the message. You want to save America? That's how you do it. Third party, okay, yeah. I mean, a third party could be effective. Secession of states, okay. That doesn't get us where we need to be in the churches. You know, violent revolution, bad idea. A lot of people get hurt. A lot of people die. It's, it, it's, it's really a bad idea. The key is to appeal to the God of creation, almighty God in heaven, to bring divine intervention upon this nation. And that divine intervention begins in the pulpits. Pray that God will remove the snakes out of the pulpit and replace them with godly men who will stop being the, you know, motivational sideshows and start being real preachers of the gospel. Number one. Number two, pray for our our own hearts that we don't become bitter and nasty and angry like those who are uh, want to persecute us, like those who are hostile toward us. It's eating their soul up like a cancer. Yeah. We don't want our soul to be eat up like a cancer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's go- it, it, being angry and nasty and bitter toward these folks is only going to serve to damage our own soul. Amen. We can't do that. Good stuff. We have to learn how to be loving, <clears throat> forgiving, but without compromising. The problem with the loving, giving side of Christianity right now is they want to compromise everything. Yeah. They want to give the farm away. <laughs> yep. You know? And they, they think that is love. They, they're confused as to what love is. They're confused <clears throat> as to what being caring and generous is. It's not letting sinners have anything they want. Love is confronting them mm-hmm. with their sin. Yeah. Love is giving them the gospel, but you can't give them the gospel until you first... Give them Romans 3. <laughs> All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one, no, not, no, not one, you know. We've all gone astray. Wait, brought that it was. That loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. We drink iniquity like water before we're in Christ. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, no, we got to get an, a biblical concept of love and stop being so wimpy. Mm, good we, stuff. We need to become... John the Baptist. We need to become Elijah's. We need to become, you know, the Apostle Paul's. Yeah. We need to be Christ rebuking the Pharisees. What was the result of him rebuking the Pharisees? Nebuchadnezzar, Matthew 3. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell Nebuchadnezzar, what are you doing here, Nebuchadnezzar, you hypocrite? What are you coming talking to me now? You, 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 you all, now all of a sudden you want to come talk to me? That wasn't Christ's attitude. He was compassionate. He cared for his soul. He said, Nebuchadnezzar, you've got to be born again. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, here's what it means, Nebuchadnezzar. 
here's the problem. You're a sinner. You're in need of a savior. Yeah. Believe on me. Yeah. And that's where Roman. That's where chapter verse sixteen comes in. He's talking to Nebuchadnezzar, and he says, "For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should should, should have eternal life." And then he goes. In verse 18, it says, He that believes on me has eternal life. He that does not believe on me does not have life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Well, that was a very loving thing to say to Nebuchadnezzar. Mm. Shouldn't we do the same <clears throat> for our enemies? Yeah. I can also think the of... The truth uh, is loving. Yes. Uh, Jesus' approach in John 3 to Nicodemus when he came to him. Right. You know, how right. do we... You know, how right. do I become? And, and Jesus was, tells him, what? The highest, you know, Pharisee, the teacher of, uh, is I, coming asking me how? Right. <laughs> and I'm sure he was one of the guys standing there getting rebuked when Christ yeah. was calling them snakes and vipers right. and, you know, <laughs> full of dead men's bones, right. right? Well, some got angry yeah. and, you know, wanted to kill Christ. But Nebuchadnezzar and some of the other Pharisees, got cut to the core yeah. and got convicted and said, we need to hear more of this. Amen. Because Amen. he's right. Right. This is who we are. And yeah. we, need, we need to change. You know? Good stuff, bro. Good we need to stuff. cut to the core of the soul of those who want to shut down our churches, of those who want to take away our free speech, of those who want to shut down the freedom of the press, of those who want to take, shut down freedom of religion. We need to cut to the soul, to the core of our soul, with love, by telling the truth, and giving them the gospel. Amen. That is more powerful than any than any political action we could ever do. Hmm. And by the way, both parties are corrupt, folks. It's yep. not just the Democrats. Both parties are bad, just as bad. McConnell is just as tied up in all this secret empire stuff I was reading about as the Bidens are. Yeah. It's both parties. We need to get off this party thing. Mm-hmm. And we need to get on the gospel thing. And Russell Moore, no, I'm not supporting the Democrat Party. I know you want me to. I know you think I'm unethical if I don't support them. Pound sand. I'm supporting Christ. And you're not my, you're not, you do not tell me when it comes to ethics. And I know I don't follow you. You're not my overlord. You're not my ethics professor, okay? I've got scripture. Christ is my ethics professor. The Apostle Paul is my ethics professor. Not you. Just thought I'd put that out there. Pretty clear. Pretty clear, bro. <laughs> we got that. We got that. All right. Well, let's do... Uh, you got anything else, brother? Nothing to add. After that, no. <laughs> what else can I add? You answered uh, you know, any other questions I brought up during, or at least some of the commentary that I... Yeah. Uh, let's move into some questions. Because, okay. um, you know, there's a lot of questions that are being raised. Let's go. So we'll go from a Christian perspective. Uh, so because of the uh, the results now, is this at the, the end of the world, bro? 
I didn't bring that song up, did I? It's the end of the world as we know it. As you know. <laughs> and I feel fine. It's, no. Uh, no. Mark it's, the Beast coming uh, next. Uh, what else? You know, the uh, yeah, persecution seen, of I've a Christian. Those, you know the way I'm going. I've seen those videos yeah. also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's not. It's okay. not. So what, what do we tell the Christian? I believe that what God is doing, and I've really done some, a lot of thinking on this, soul searching this, so, you know, okay, what the, what in the world's going on? I think God is using this to teach the church how to be correctly political mm. in that we stop being so, spitting such vitriol. Yeah. against our political enemies, that has to stop. I think God's going to teach us to do that through this. And number two, how to love our enemies. The, the church today needs to learn how to love their enemies. We lack in that. Mm. We are suffering in that yeah. we don't do that. Yeah. And um, without compromising, that's the lesson. Mm-hmm. And I... And I I think that God did this as a judgment on the church to say, hey, stop acting up. Stop acting like little children throwing a tantrum. Grow up, mature, and start loving your enemies like I taught you, and stop compromising every time you get a little bit of pressure. You stand for me. That's the key. You know, Christ says, stand for Christ. Right, that means you don't compromise. No matter how much pressure you get, if that means going to prison, go to prison. If it means losing your job, lose your job. God will take care of you. Doesn't He take care of the lilies of the field? It means when they do that to you, be good to them, pray for them, care for their soul. And watch God work his work. The church is thriving in China right now, better than the American church. Why? They know this. They have learned this lesson under persecution. Hmm. God uses hard, dire circumstances in our lives and in the life of our nation to teach us these lessons. Learn the lesson well and stop whining and moaning and groaning. And go- I know there's, a, you know there's a grieving process. The first thing that happens, you get angry. And then you get in, go into depression and you think all hope is lost. And you know the, every time something like this happens, Christ is coming back, right? The rapture is going to happen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you go into, um, you know, you go from anger to, to uh, depression. And then it, it kind of goes into, um, it, it works its way eventually into acceptance. Yeah. So it goes from, actually goes from initial shock. That's the first one. Mm-hmm. You go from initial shock to anger to depression. 
and then acceptance. That's the grieving process. You yeah. know, you, your loved one dies, mm-hmm. and you go to the funeral. That's the that's the stages you go through. It's psychologically right. true. You go, you know, it's from shock. You're shocked that they died, and then you get anger that they died, and then depression that they died, and then acceptance. Mm. Right now, people are going through that through this election. Sure, but we got it. We got to get through that, and we got it. Stand up as mature Christians, and we got to love our enemies. Good stuff. You kind of answered my second question, but I'll go ahead and ask it. Um, so is America under judgment slash wrath, or is it the church that is under judgment slash wrath of God, or both? I think both. I think okay. the church is under discipline, mm-hmm. and America is under judgment. Mm. We're still in murdering, we're st- we are still murdering babies in the womb. And it's because of a postmodern mentality. It's the social justice is murdering people. Yeah, right. That's not justice. Social justice pushes a woman's right to murder her baby in the womb. Mm -hmm. That's a part of the social justice agenda. Yeah, right. That's a very, very bloody philosophy. We cannot stand for that. That's why we cannot, ladies and gentlemen, my fellow believers, support BLM. They are a very, very evil organization. They're not about, you know, lifting up oppressed black communities. If that's what they were about, they would actually be productive in doing that. Hmm. They're about tearing down... Every godly institution in the country, including the family, they want to rip your family apart. They want to murder your children in the abortion clinics. Mm -hmm. How can anybody support that? It boggles me, people who say they are Christians, and sometimes I wonder if they really are Christians. Mm -hmm. Because anything's called a Christian these days. That that they would be able to that they could support something like that, and and call that ethics, call that righteous. No, that's not righteous. That's wickedness. Yeah. And Russell, that's why one of the reasons why I I just hammer Russell more like Christ did the Pharisees because he is a Pharisee, and. He supports BLM. So he supports everything that is evil in this nation. He does not fit to be in the position he is in. He needs to be ripped out of that office. And then we need to care for his soul. Good stuff. Good stuff. Moving right along. As Christians... Obviously, because we tend to get discouraged, and this is it. Obviously, going back to the first questions a little bit. But at the same time, do we just say, forget all this, I'm throwing the white towel, giving up. I'm not even praying for my leaders or anything. What's the attitude that a Christian should have, uh, even in the midst of the suffering? That is an unbiblical attitude. Hmm. One of the uh, outgrowths of my view of eschatology and your view of eschatology mm-hmm. is that um, 
The thing that God commands us to do is to dominate the culture with godliness. Dominate the culture with biblical truth. That means everything. That means business, corporations. That means politics. That means you know, seats of authority in mm-hmm. government. Okay, Need to be dominated with a Judeo-Christian ethic. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say more Christian than Judeo <laughs> ethic. Because, yeah. you know, you, we have to also have the ethic of Christ, not just the ethic of Moses. <coughs> we read that. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, Moses. But, and that's, that, that's a legal term that, uh, that uh, you know, justice has to be meted out equitably. That's what it means. Yeah, it means you don't uh, give this person a more harsh punishment than that person just because you like this person more than the other one. No, it has to be equitable across the board. That's what mm-hmm. that principle means. In Christ, that's what Christ was referring to. But He says, "Yeah, be equitable." But I say to you, go even further than that and love your enemy. That's what He was saying in that passage. Amen. So we need Christ ethic to dominate government. Yeah. And we're not going to get there if we just throw our hands up and give up. That's right. Well, every election from now on, this is going to be corruption. And there's gonna, Okay, you want to end that? You appeal to the God of heaven to have divine intervention and stop it. That's the only way it's going to stop. Well, how can that happen? Pray for your elected officials that God will change their hearts. The heart of the king is in the Lord's hand. Well, why isn't God doing it now? Because we're not right with God. Amen. That's why it's the prayer of the godly man that is heard. Well, we don't, if we're not godly, why should God do what we ask him to do? We need to get our own act together first. We need to clean up the church. Amen. Once the church is cleaned up and we are on our knees crying out to heaven in a godly manner, loving our enemies and not compromising the truth, then God will hear us from heaven. Then God will act. Then God will change the hearts of the elected officials. Then God will change, he will root out the, the corruption out of our government. Hmm. We, everybody kept saying, I said that the, that the corruption would be exposed. Right. That's what I said. And it was. It was exposed. Mm-hmm. But then there, other people took it further and said, oh, they exposed it. God is going to just rip that. He's going to take vengeance on these people. Yeah. And I thought, uh-oh, wrong attitude. Yeah, that's the way. <laughs> wrong attitude. <laughs> nope. Yeah. You're taking vengeance, yeah. not God. Yeah. Yeah. We need to pull that back. Yeah. And folks, if you really think you know, about it, God gave yeah. us, God is putting President-elect Biden and yes. Vice President-elect Kamala Harris there. Mm-hmm. He is doing it. And for what? That's for us to He's do the, some self-testing. Uh, uh, He's and, doing it because yep. we need it. Yeah, praise the Lord. And he... <clears throat> He's legitimate in that sense, yep. that God ordained this, mm-hmm. that he would go into office. 
for the purpose that God has determined. That's right. He's illegitimate in that all kinds of laws were broken right. in him getting in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But guess what, folks? America is corrupt. Yeah. It's steeped in corruption. Yeah. What did you here. expect? <laughs> yeah. What did you expect? We live in a, a fallen world. Yeah. Corruption has been here since Genesis 3. Yeah. Did we really think we were going to live in utopia? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get our act together and stop thinking that way. No, yeah. it's the leftists that think they're they're going to have utopia. Yeah. They're they're right. delusional yeah. when it comes to that. <laughs> they're in first shock. Yeah. When it comes to that, there's not going to be the utopia. Good you stuff, know, bro. Not until we get on our knees and get right with God and the kingdom of God is begins to be built, then we we will begin to see utopian type of um, things occurring mm-hmm. in society where we begin to have harmony. We begin to have um, more and more people in society turning to Christ and loving on each other through the fellowship of Christ. That's where you bring in as close as you can get to a utopia on earth. It's got to be that the kingdom of God is dominating the culture of the world. We don't get there by retreating. You stand on the front line, you face the enemy, and you fight on your knees, Mm -hmm. praying before God. Good stuff. My last question. We'll close with this one. Okay. Did Jesus, while sitting in the right hand of God, of uh, the Father... Did he throw in the towel and dethrone himself, or did the father dethrone him, or, you know, he say, you know, I forget this, everything's going to crap. The world has Is been, Jesus not in his throne anymore, brother? The world has been trying to impeach Christ for 2,000 years. <laughs> the world has been charging Christ with crimes for 2,000 years. And the world is the one that is getting crushed. And Christ is the one who's still on the throne. Mm, 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 mm. So, yeah, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> he's been in the throne. Yeah. He's going to be sitting in the throne. And we will always be on the throne. And he needs to be more popular than Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Just how Vody Bakum says it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, he needs I'm more. glad you said that because, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen it, brother, within evangelicalism. They almost equal Trump to Christ, to Christ like a s- second coming of uh, Jesus. You know that's idolatry. That that you got to be careful with that. That's idolatry. Yeah. That that tells me everything I need to know as to why mm-hmm. this happened. Yeah. God's not going to tolerate that. Mm-mm. He'll he'll. What did he do to Israel when Israel started doing that garbage? <laughs> hey, Nebuchadnezzar, I got a job for you. Come here. I want you to go rip Israel apart. Yeah. Bring, bring, bring a remnant back up to Babylon. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll take about 400 years to rebuild it. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe yeah. he said, hey, uh, Joe Biden, yeah. you corrupt little thing, you. I got a job for you. Yeah. Does God use evil people to work his will? Yes. Amen. That's right. 
<gasps> Shock! Well, then get away out of that church that's not teaching you these principles and get into a church that's going to teach you Scripture. Amen. Get out of, the, get out of your fantasy world church and get into a church that's in reality and start learning truth, folks. Mm. Yes, God uses evil for his purpose. God uses evil people for his purpose. Amen. And all things work together for good for those who love Christ, who are the called according to his purpose. He will take evil and the evil that's coming in the next four years, and he will use it for the benefit of the church and the benefit of believers. And so we need to rejoice over that. We need to rejoice that God is doing what he has to do to get us out of our stupor and get us, get us right with Christ again. Mm. That is a blessing and a benefit to us. And don't worry about the temporal surf, suffering that we're going to go through. And let me say this. Who needs social media anyway? Yep. I don't need Twitter. I don't need YouTube. I don't need Facebook. Matter of fact, I've pretty much dumped Facebook for the most part. I've kind of I took them off my phone. I just I don't even, I don't care about it anymore. Yeah, yeah. And Twitter, I stopped tweeting, 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 whatever you say. I stopped doing that quite a while back. Yeah, I got sick of Twitter. Twitter just got toxic. Twitter's yeah, toxic anyway. They all getting pretty toxic. I mean, Facebook is uh, toxic. Twitter is toxic. YouTube, I mean, you can find some good stuff on YouTube still. But it's toxic. Yeah. God is taking that away, that toxicity away from us. Mm -hmm. Stop moaning and groaning and whining about, oh, they're taking away my free speech. Yeah, maybe they are. Maybe God's doing it because it needs to happen for a time. Yeah. Because we're being, we're, 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 we're so addicted to this social media crap that we're, 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 we're feeding our mind yeah. and our soul toxicity. Yeah, big time. Bro. We got to stop. Look, I, I was born when John F. Kennedy was president. I survived the vast majority of my life without social media. And I, I got, I want to shock you folks. We survived. We actually we're able to function and survive without yeah. social media. How about that? I'm so so surprised how I made it. You know what the you know what the positive benefit of this will be? People will stop looking at their phones and they'll start actually talking to their family members again. That's right. Oh, shock! <laughs> this is going to be a good thing, brother. Yeah, I'm telling you, it yeah. is. No, it so, is. So people stop with your depression. I mean, um, you can go through your grieving processes, okay. But I mean, just <laughs> you know, get your countenance up. Come out of this. Yeah, Look, yeah, all is not lost. Right. We're going to survive this. We survived double-digit inflation with Carter. Heck, I mean, we'll, we'll get through this. Look, I know the Chinese are taking over, but like you know, just pray for the Chinese too that God will deal with them. Pray for our enemies. Look. <clears throat> We got to get our countenance up and have that inner joy that passes all understanding that Christ gives us. Yeah. Have we have we lost that? Did we lose that somewhere? We got to get it back, and we got to fellowship in our churches. We're going to shut our churches down. Have church at home with your family. Go underground. Too many Christians I'll be, I'll, walking around defeated, bro, with their heads down. Are we, are, are we so good here in America that we can't, we can't go through persecution? 
Romania did, Russia did, China did. I mean, the Eastern Bloc did. What? 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 We're better than them? Yeah. We're better than Christ, who was yeah. falsely accused at his trial and went to the cross. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Come on, folks. Get out of that stupor. Get up, and let's start. Stand you up like men, God told one of the prophets. Stand you up like men. What are you doing on the ground? Get up, Christ says. Oh, God said in the Old Covenant, I should say. Um, I just read that the other day. And uh, what are you doing on the ground, whining, moaning, groaning? Get up. Oh, man of little faith. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was Joshua. Joshua was uh, AI. They were going mm-hmm. to, to fight AI. Uh-huh. And uh, somebody did, one of the families did something wrong. They took some stuff they weren't supposed to took in the last, in Jericho. And um, so they, you know, sent a few men to fight AI and they got their butts kicked. And Joshua's on the ground pleading to God, well, jeez, you know, we, we go in to fight AI and, mm-hmm. and, you know, why didn't you just leave us on the other side of the Jordan <laughs> where we would have been right. safe? And God looks at Joshua and he goes, get up off the ground. Literally, this is what God said to Joshua, get up, get up off the ground. What are you doing down on the ground? Stand up like a man. I'm going to tell you what the problem is and you go fix it. And they went and took care of the problem. Folks, that's what God is telling us. Yep. Yep. Stop whining and groaning <laughs> yep. and moaning on the Get up off the ground, Christ, American Christians. What are you doing down there? Get up. I'm going to tell you what the problem is. You go fix it. And that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Don't mean to be on there, but man, that, that's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, folks, we challenge you. Hey, <laughs> dig into scripture, be encouraged. Go with other brothers and sisters in Christ that will help you to be encouraged, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and point you to Scripture and look at the fact that if you are a believing Christian, but saved by faith alone, grace alone, and Jesus Christ alone, okay. then man, the worst was already paid for, bro. It cannot yes. get any worse than what we were facing. Right. <clears throat> right. Other than that, we got nothing else to say, bro. I ain't got nothing else to say until next week. <laughs> and and we'll see what else comes about yeah, yeah. from here to next week. Yeah. Yeah, there's always yeah, we'll see new. what the Empire's doing next week. <laughs> well, good see stuff. What, we'll see what Darth Vader's up to. <laughs> good stuff. What a blessing. So, well, thank you, my right. brother. Thank you for uh, giving us uh, some wisdom and uh, encouraging us to be discerning and you know look into Christ, look into God's word, and continue to stand up on His truth. And God, look, I, I want to encourage you folks that, that actually listen to the podcast. Share the podcast. Amen. Go ahead and share it on social media. Tell your friends about it. Start spreading the word about this podcast. There's nobody, I mean, I don't know of too many podcasts that are out here saying this kind of stuff, the stuff mm. that we're saying. Right. We always look at things from a biblical viewpoint as much as we can. There's, there's some. There's some good podcasts out there saying this stuff. But look, the more we can get this, this message out there, the better it will be for everybody. We, we need to get this message out there. And so share the podcast, you know, send it in on Messenger to your friends, send it in text to your friends, hey, you got to listen to this, and, and take the principles that we're talking about in the podcast and learn them and repeat them and 
talk to your friends and neighbors and your family about these things and encourage them with them. That's right. So, and with that, I'll say, uh, remember, keep your mind sharp and your heart pure. We'll see you next podcast. We'll catch you on the flip side. You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. It's a blessing to have you. We hope that you continue to enjoy the future episodes and to tune in and share away with others that might be interested. Uh, I wanted to thank our families for supporting us, especially our wives that uh, they put up with us. They allow us to have time to study and spend time uh, in the Word of God and uh, they help us as well and they keep us accountable. It's a blessing to have them in our lives. So we want to especially thank them. I uh, also want to thank uh, our church, uh, friends, and uh, the men's study that we have that we continue to encourage, be encouraged about. I uh, want to thank all these people because they support us and pray for us and uh, it's a blessing to have them in our life. Other than that, I hope you continue to enjoy the Vortex Apologetic Podcast that we will talk to you soon more episodes to come your way. Other than that, I'm out. We're out. God bless you.